Hi, this is Angie Meadows and I'm Ryan. And this is the Rocker Recovery again. Uh, we're on the Rocker Recovery podcast, Angie G. Meadows YouTube and enablersjourney.com if you want the PDFs to pull off for your, um, if you're a moderator and you want to pull it off for your group. And the book is on amazon.com. We've got two Rocker Recovery books, uh, Overcoming uh, the Anxiety Trap and Overcoming Torment. Overcoming Torment. Yes. And the Overcoming Trauma is still being formatted i'm working on it <laughs> working on it very diligently so i'm going to screen share what we're talking about today uh you know what our topic is forgiveness ah, yeah yes. yeah this yeah. one's hard this is hard it is yeah it's always been hard. and and when i think i've done it i have to do it again and again yes and so i uh, i realized the other day you know, there's this one person in my life that's hurt me very deeply, uh, consistently. And so as I've forgiven him and forgiven him and forgiven him and forgiven him, I, I get over it. It's fine. And I can be patient and kind and gracious and loving. And then all of a sudden I feel it again. Yep. And so I said, I cried out to the Lord. And I said, Lord, if you, you don't help me forgive, I, this is bigger than me. And so the next time when I forgave, this little statement came out of my mouth that said, I release him to mm -hmm. you. And when I said that, I literally felt the burden lift. Mm -hmm. And now I have all this compassion for him, for his suffering and for his struggles and, and for where he must be in order to be not whole and not healthy and not happy. And, and so it's released me. Yeah. And now I can just go back and love. And what I think I was doing was uh, having expectations. And so when I stopped having my expectations, now I could just accept what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's that level of acceptance has to be higher than oh. those expectations yeah. on people. Yeah. Right. And that takes, that takes a lot of maturity. And work. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So kick us off with this introduction. Okay. Self-pity, resentment, bitterness, and hatred are prison bars. Forgiveness is the key. Yes. So you say some people don't deserve forgiveness. I agree they don't, but you aren't doing it for the, to set them free, but to set yourself free. Amen. 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 Yeah. So here's our lesson. Number one, there's no excuses. Sometimes there is no way to pardon or rationalize the offense. We just have to let it go. Let it go. So, you know, if it's been a, something really traumatic that's happened to you really bad, um, there's just, there's just no way to make any sense of it. You know, if a drunk driver has, has uh, killed one of your loved ones, or, it, or, if, or if you killed someone driving drunk and you can't forgive yourself, that's a whole nother thing that we're gonna be talking about, how to forgive yourself. So it's very important to not try to rationalize some of this. There's, right. you just, sometimes it doesn't make sense. You just have to let it go. Let it go. Okay, number two. You gotta name your offender. Is this person safe to confront? Will it even do any good? Yeah. So sometimes if I confront somebody and I say I'm hurt, mm -hmm. they're just going to flip it and, and now it's all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's not, a, there's not a, a developmental level of this person to be able to claim any 1% or 10% or whatever right. of their, instead they just do the blame shifting. Right. So you know the person, you know uh, if you're going to go to them and it's just going to wound you more, and then they're going to not only wound you more, then they're going to turn around and build an offense against you yep. and get other people triangulated on their sides to yep. be against you to make sure you're the bad guy. So sometimes it's not safe to go back. Right. It's, it's not, it's spreads, not. Right? Yeah. 
Okay, number three. Uh, you gotta find compassion. Remember, hurting people wound others. This does not condone their actions, but it may help you to, to develop compassion. So when I forgave, I have tore down the ungodly stronghold. And so, but now that ground's empty. So I have to build something there. Right. So I'm going to build compassion there. Yes. Sometimes I build um, mercy. Sometimes I build courage. But I find a character skill bigger than me, one that's going to take a lot of faith, one that's going to take the Holy Spirit, and I rebuild there. Because okay. now if it starts to come back up, I can say I have to have courage uh, with this bully. I have to have mercy with this manipulator yeah. that's wounded. I have to have compassion on this person that's hurting over here. Okay. And as I build good, godly, wholesome ground there, now I've got a strong tower of the Lord. Yes. I can hold that ground. So once you've forgiven somebody, I want you to hold that ground with a really good character skill. Okay, number four. Seek out and ask forgiveness from others. We all need forgiveness at different points in our lives. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so sometimes we need to go back. Yeah. And we need to say, forgive me. Well, I found when, uh, when uh, forgiving others uh, helped me to, uh, to go out and ask for forgiveness myself. Yeah, you know? it made you aware of it. It made me aware. And yeah. then it, 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 I developed this, uh, this, uh, this ability to, to, to go out and, 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 and be confident in myself that so take, when, when I was asking for forgiveness from others. Yeah. And it takes know. humility. Yeah. It oh, takes humility yeah. to go and ask for forgiveness. And I really think it takes humility to forgive and not hold it as our right to judge this person or hold this person accountable yeah. or hold that, you know, build a case against them. I really think it takes, it takes humility to do that also. So number five, number five, Resolve to not allow an offense to control your thinking or behavior. Yeah, so sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, we can't let anything control our thinking or behavior, especially an offense. It's going to be obsessive thinking. If there is an offense that controls you, it literally hits a trigger mm -hmm. and you obsess. Yeah. So I want you to recognize when you're obsessing, when you cannot uh, let it go, let it go. and it's hitting that rewind, yep. you know, that button that just goes on and on and on. Oh. And, and I want you to work on obsessive thinking. And so if you are a person who has obsessive thinking, um, instead, I want you to obsess on scripture. Oh, that's good. I want you to get one, um, delight yourself in the Lord, trust in him, commit your ways to him, fret not, fret not, fret not. Psalms 37, it says it three times, fret not, fret not, fret not, delight, Commit and trust. So I would say to myself, what does it look like to delight in him? Well, I wouldn't be obsessing over somebody else. No. What would it look like to commit my ways to him? What would it look like to trust him? So I just, as you realize that you are an obsessor and you obsess and ruminate on negative thinking, that's a powerful gift. If you'll take it and turn it to ruminating and obsessing on scripture, because yeah. I believe that's what God gave it to him for. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, number wait, six. Number six. Yes, six. Number six, release all bitterness, anger, and resentment. <clears throat> Often I can't resolve my bitterness. I just have to sacrifice it to God and let it go. So I believe on this side of heaven is when is, when, is the only time that we're going to be able to offer him this kind of sacrifice. 
the sacrifice of a wound, the sacrifice of our suffering, our emotional suffering, our emotional pain, our bitterness, our resentments. Because on that side of heaven, it's not going to be there. It's not going to be there. <laughs> so I think this is an unusual uh, time for us to be able to just offer it up to him and realize that um, I don't have to hold on to it. I can say, there it is, Lord. And a lot of times what I do is I take it to the altar and I leave it and then I pick it back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so in my mind, I take it to the altar. I take my duct tape and I duct tape yeah. it to the altar. And yeah. I'm like, there it is. I'm not picking it up. Right. <laughs> but the only way I don't pick it up is to start ruminating on scripture. So when I hear that obsessing going, I'm like, nope, 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 not going there today. I've already been down that road. It doesn't end anywhere pretty. Yeah. And then I'm upset. And then, then I'm, my joints ache and then I'm sick. And you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, I think it res resonates in my body. Yeah. So I, I want to let that stuff go. Okay. Number seven. We got to recognize self-pity as unresolved bitterness. Yes. So self-pity was my big one. Yeah. If I'd get triggered with rejection, uh, self-pity was immediate. And so I never real, I often didn't recognize the re rejection, but I recognized the self-pity. Because yeah. it's painful. Yeah. You know, you, I'm doing this little inner whining and it's very uncomfortable. And so as soon as I recognize that, then I, I'm like, okay, what am I bitter about? Because bitterness is something that's probably built over time. It's probably something that's poking at you yeah. consistently that you've got to make it move. And it keeps triggering you. Yes. You got more and more yes. poking. Yeah. So it's almost like taking it and moving it, moving it with forgiveness. Okay, number eight. All right, don't hold a grudge. Pray for your enemy. This releases you. Now, I couldn't pray for my enemy until I built that ground with either compassion or um courage or mercy when i built that ground then i could pray for my enemy but as long as that ground was empty praying for them was like yeah i don't really want to pray for them yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't really deserve it <laughs> but after i built it with compassion i was like yeah I'm going to practice compassion. Right. I'm going to practice courage. I'm going to practice mercy. And as I did that, man, it became powerful. It didn't have any power. That bitterness or that unforgiveness had no power over me whatsoever. It released you. Yeah, because right. now I was walking in truth and in life and in, and in wholeness that I had not embraced before. Yeah. All right, so let's see what forgiveness is not. Read these slowly for us, Ryan. Okay. Forgiveness is not approval or justification of a wrong action. Forgiveness is not making excuses for rebellion or wickedness. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness is not denying what they did to us. Forgiveness is not forgetting what happened. Forgiveness is not acting like you are not hurt. Forgiveness is not Forgiveness does not mean you will not hold them accountable for wrong actions. Mm. Yeah. You know, even God held David accountable yeah. for Bathsheba and uh, the killing of her husband, Uri Uriah. Yeah. Uh, he lost four sons and the sword never departed from his house. And what he did in private was done in public to him yeah. when his son Absalom uh, raped his women on the uh, roof top of the castle. Um, so, David was still held accountable, yeah. but yet he was a man after God's own heart, That's right. but he stumbled greatly. So I want you to know that just because uh, now you're walking in recovery, 
there there still may be consequences there still may be things to unravel and as we just keep doing the right thing and doing the right thing and doing the right thing and doing the right thing god is gracious yeah. there's so many things in my life that i should have reaped yeah. consequences like david reaped and yeah, i didn't I didn't. Me too. God was gracious. He was merciful and he restored and he redeemed Amen. and he rebuilt. And as I just kept humbling myself and coming back to them, then he took all of that stuff that could have been ugly yeah. and he built something beautiful out of it. So let's see, what's that principle? Because remember, we're going to think in principle. We're not going to think with emotions. That's right. Uh, the principle is forgiveness releases me from mental bondage. Yes. So if you feel like you're in that obsessive resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness trap, that's bondage. That's yeah. a prison. Yeah. That's a prison. And you've got to work through these steps so that you can release this and start overcoming this. Okay. So the first step. Okay. The first step is obey the Lord and purpose in your own heart to forgive. This is done out of obedience, not because we feel like it. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother who, when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Matthew 18, yeah. 21, 22. I think he just means keep doing it. Keep on doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just means don't we're, hold we're it. We're not going to count out 77 no. times. No, I think he means, <laughs> right. I, and some versions will even say 70 Seven times, times seven. which is yeah. 490 times. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I think the, the message is here. You just continue. Yeah. 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 It's you just, just the way you roll mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're going to roll in forgiveness. And, and as it's long as you do. It, it is, yeah. but once you start practicing it, mm -hmm. it gets easier. Easier and easier. And so as you've learned to practice people who've hurt you, then we're going to start practicing forgiving ourselves. Okay, so number two. Okay, this needs this needs done every time bitterness is felt. It may be something that needs repeated 100 times until you feel release. This is how you do it. Lord, there it is. Bitter, there, there's that bitterness again. I forgive. Help me to completely forgive. Forgiveness is a spiritual, is a supernatural work bigger than us. Yeah. yeah. So forgiveness is something that I, I can't do on my own. I, I think God's given me many gifts yeah. and forgiveness is one of them yeah. to be able to uh, forgive. Another one that he gave me that I feel like is a really big spiritual gift is courage. I'm little, I'm only four foot 11, but I'm really big inside. <laughs> 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 and I don't think that that comes naturally. I think that's supernatural. I mean, I, I just don't really have a fear. Um, everybody's like, aren't you afraid? And I'm like, no, I'm not afraid. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not smart enough to be afraid, I guess. <laughs> so the third one, let's go for that. Right, when forgiveness is, a, is almost done, we may feel numb, not care and not think about it anymore. But if you hear yourself saying what goes around comes around, you still have work to do. Yep. This, this is, there is still a hidden root of bitterness keeping me in bondage. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks, Luke 6, 45. So, yeah, if you just heard yourself yeah. say, yep, what goes around comes around, he, yeah. he'll get what he's got. Yeah. Give him another rope, he'll hang himself. If you're hearing yourself saying these kinds of statements, you have not finished the work of no. forgiveness. That's right. So you're not free. And still um, got work to do. Yeah. So keep working through forgiveness. And sometimes I have, I write out, Lord, I forgive. And then I write out what it is that I forgive. And then when it comes back up, I can say, ah, I already, I already did that. Yep. 
I already forgave them. Mm -hmm. It's done. It's under, it's under the blood. It's done. I have forgiven that. So sometimes you just have to remind yourself, nope, I've already done it. Okay. Number the fourth one. Okay. When you hear something good has happened to them and you rejoice, forgiveness is complete. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. Matthew 5, 44 through 45. Yes. So it is right yeah. there. So, you know, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Once you start rejoicing <laughs> for them, you know, you're yeah. complete. Uh, yeah. Forgiveness is absolutely. And, and this doesn't seem to come naturally. No, it's, it's going to take a lot. It, a lot it of takes work. process. Yeah. But I think, I think once we recognize that there's bitterness there and once we recognize there's work there to do, we're halfway there. Yeah. Just reckon this, just the recognition that right. we've got work to do gets us there. So here's the caution. Do not go back and ask for forgiveness when it would set you up for more abuse. Mm. Number two, do not assume responsibility for the outcomes of someone else's poor choices. Right. Uh, do not go back when it would open up old wounds for the other person to make things worse for them. That's right. And do not go back and expect the other person to, to own their offenses and repent to you. So if someone has uh, abused you and you go like a parent or mm -hmm. a sibling and you go back and you say to them, I did this to you before you did that to me, you know, maybe this big what you did, maybe that you disrespected them, maybe that you talked about them, you slandered them or something mm -hmm. like that, maybe small compared to what they did to you. Right. But if you can go back and repent for your little bit, yeah. then sometimes they'll, pick up and repent for theirs, yeah. but don't go, don't expect it. Don't expect it. Right. <laughs> don't expect it or you'll be hurt all over again. So in these situations, I want you to go to your accountability partner and obtain a good counsel and work through forgiveness or confession to them. Or your sponsor. Or your sponsor. Yes. That's right. That's what I used. <laughs> so go through the conclusion here. Okay. There once was a man who owed a master 10,000 talents. A king wanted to settle his accounts and called for the man to be brought to him. When the man could not pay, the master ordered him, his wife, and children to be sold to repay the debt. The man fell to his knees and asked for patience and another opportunity to pay him back. The master had mercy upon the servant and forgave him the entire debt. But this same servant went out and found a man that owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and choked him and demanded payment. The fellow servant fell to his knees and begged for patience and the opportunity to repay the debt. The unmerciful servant who had just been forgiven more, more than he could ever have paid demanded payment and threw the man in prison. And the master heard the story of the unmerciful servant. He turned him over to the jailers to be tormented until he should pay back all he owed. Matthew 18, 23 through 34. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you, unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Matthew 18, 35. Yes. Yeah, so what this is saying is that, man, we have been forgiven a huge, Absolutely. huge amount of sins against God. And the sins that other people are committing against us are very small yes. compared to what we have done. Yeah. Uh, and just the sins that we were born with and born into because uh, we were born as sinners. And so if we can't forgive, and that's what happens to us. We go to that tormentor's prison. We're bound in that fretfulness, that anxiety, that fearfulness. Uh, 
that anger, that bitterness, that obsessing. And that's your prison. That's your prison. And that's what the Lord is saying here. He's saying, you're being unmerciful. I gave you all of this forgiveness for everything that ever you ever did. Yeah. It was as far as the East is from the West. And now you go out and choke your buddy for a few bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so he's saying, okay, let's put this in balance here. Let's put this in perspective. So that's what the Lord is telling us. That's what he's saying. So let's read the scripture, Ryan. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower, Psalm 18, 2. There's another verse that says, uh, the name of the Lord is a high tower and the righteous run into it and are safe. So I've got a book on the names of the Lord and I try to go through a couple of those names every week so that I remember who my God is, yeah. that he's my provider, that he's my deliverer, that he's my protector, that he's my comforter, that yes. he's the gate, that he's the door, that he's the bright and morning star, that he's the prince of peace, that he's the everlasting father. And as Amen. I just, as that just all comes together, mm -hmm. now I know who I'm praying to. Right. It's really cool. So let's just say this Lord's prayer. Our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. So number one reason to forgive. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your mm. heavenly Father will not forgive you your sins. So make sure that we're forgiving because I want my sins covered. I don't, I don't want to reap all that. I want his mercy to cover it. And, and it, says, it says we're going to reap what we sow. So yeah. if I'm sowing mercy and I'm sowing compassion. That's what I'll reap. <laughs> And I'm sowing uh, uh, kindness and gentleness and, and just overlooking a transgression, yeah. you know, great, uh, you know, love overlooks a transgression. Well, there is this, these little nitpicky things that I used to pick at my husband for. And finally, I was just like, yeah, I think love can cover that today. Yeah. I don't need to tell him about those shoes that's always in the floor that I'm tripping over, the size 13s. So yeah. instead, when I finally decided that my love was big enough to cover his shoes being in the floor for me to trip over, yeah. he finally figured out how to put them in the same spot. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> for 26 years, he had them <laughs> in the middle of the floor. I where they were. I was tripping on them, even in the middle of the night. And when I finally decided that my love was going to be big enough to cover those shoes, I mean, start small, guys. Start small. Yeah. Just not letting those little things irritate you. It was amazing. I mean, we've been married 33 years, and for the last five or six years, he's got his shoes in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lord, we just love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. And God, just teach us to forgive. Teach us to forgive one another. Teach us to forgive ourselves. Teach us to know who you are, that you are that great high tower and that we can depend on you. Lord, deliver us from temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. And we just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And this is The Rocker Recovery. This is Ryan. And this is Angie Medicine. We are saying goodbye. Let's see if we can stop sharing and say a proper goodbye. There we go. Bye-bye, guys. Bye -bye. See you next time. Yep.